story that has been unsolved for almost six years. What do the names Barry and Honey Sherman mean to you? The names may or may not be familiar, but you might know their story. They were victims of a 2017 murder that took place in Toronto. Now, the case received global attention for a few reasons. One, they were billionaires. They were one of Canada's wealthiest couples. The second was the way that the Toronto Police Service really messed up the investigation right out of the gate, labeling it a murder-suicide, even though all signs really pointed to it being a double homicide. And the fact that it still remains unsolved, this is a major whodunit, and there still is a lot of attention on this case. It's the subject of a very recent new Crave docuseries called The Billionaire Murders. There's also a podcast by the same name. There's also a book by the same name, and it is spearheaded by the man who has been looking into this right from the beginning, chief investigative reporter for the Toronto Star, Kevin Donovan. Kevin Donovan is joining the show. Kevin, good to talk to you. Thanks so much for making the time. Oh, thanks for having me on your show. Uh, I need to tell you that you have already robbed a lot of time from my life because I've gone fully down the rabbit hole, Kevin. I've listened to the podcast. I've watched the docu-series. I can't even tell you how many different Reddit threads I've gone down. I've spoken to you before when I was hosting our morning show here on 630 Chet. Yes. Um, but now I feel like I know you on a different level because of so much involvement that you've had with this case and so much work that you've really put into it. So the most recent is the docu-series. Let's just start there because it just came out. How has it been received? I, very well. It's uh, I think it's the top one on, uh, uh, on Crave uh, in the country and uh, it, it doing quite well. Most importantly for me, it's... it's uh, help the story reach a new audience mm. and uh, which leads without getting into any details at all some other people coming forward to me that uh, uh, that's I think it's the power of television they see something on TV and they uh, want to provide some information so uh, it's actually been quite busy for me since the doc came out well, I appreciate making the time for our show to talk about it now. I'm very intrigued as to what that information could be, but you've got to protect your sources and the integrity of the ongoing investigation. But Kevin, can you summarize, if you can, for our listeners, just the fascination with this case? Yeah, and that's a great place to start. It's The fascination is, of course, because of who the people are, Barry and Honey Sherman, a billionaire philanthropist. Barry was the founder of Apotex, which is a generic company, which probably most Canadians have had some uh, brush shoulders with because of, of you know generic drugs. Uh, the the other part of it, though, is that it is a whodunit. I think if there had been an arrest within the first few weeks uh, back in 2017, we wouldn't you and I wouldn't be talking about this today. There probably would not have been a documentary. It's uh, it, it people are are fascinated with how you know how this could happen to people in their own home very wealthy prominent people and uh you mentioned reddit uh which i try and stay off but i do know that there is an active community and everybody has their theory i think so all those things together are the reason that it has uh, fascinated so many people the the ongoing attention that you've given to this story has has helped further the investigation arguably to to the point that it's at right now is the intention for you to to share the story because you feel that it's an important one for canadians to know or is it because you think that ultimately there will be closure and there will be an arrest well, well both i mean one of the driving forces for me uh and you did mention at the start of this interview about the police 
mislabeling this as a murder-suicide. I've looked into other types of cases. In fact, I'm working on a new one now for a new podcast series, uh, somebody who is not well-known, but where there were mistakes made in in the police case. I'm trying to scrutinize this so that hopefully police will learn from their mistakes and and not repeat this. And if it can happen to high-profile people, one can imagine what is happening to people who are not high profile uh, so that's one of the uh, the driving forces and 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 but also I uh, have a curiosity which is powered by the people who are closest to Barry and Honey who are urging me forward and I want to solve this there are a lot of theories as you mentioned um, what are some of the the popular ones that people tend to to really chase the most what are what are some of the theories when it comes to this case well, I mean, there's uh, there are the theories that it was a big pharma that uh, uh, generics are, are not big pharma. Big pharma are the brand name companies that somehow uh, this was payback for Barry, and that, that's why he he was killed. I, I don't buy into that at all. I, if it was the case, I don't think that Honey would be dead. I, police has made it very clear that they believe both were targeted, not just Barry and mm-hmm. Honey being, being collateral. Uh, another, I mean, there's crazy theories that, you know, the Clinton Foundation was somehow in, mm-hmm. involved in this, things like that. Then there's the theory that, you know, we get into this in the documentary in my podcast, that that uh, one of the Sherman daughters holds that, that uh, the only son, that her brother, Jonathan, was somehow involved in this, and that's something that, that he told me about that his sister believes he had something to do with it. Jonathan is adamant he had nothing to do with it. He said he has a very close relationship with his parents. Uh, you know, then there are, you know, an early theory that was propelled by the remarks of one of Barry's cousins who himself, uh, you know, told the world uh, soon after the murders that he had fantasized about killing Barry. And he you know, did this on to me and on national television and then there's that theory so the the police have many theories to chase one of the big problems in this case is that for the first six weeks of the investigation they were asking why would barry kill his wife and take his own life they were not asking who would have done this right and in a murder case the time is very much of the the essence and and they lost a lot of time and you talk about that a lot and put a lot of heat on the Toronto Police Service and the way that it was truly mishandled. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that it really was mishandled. So do you think that that opportunity to chase whatever lead was the most promising is ultimately lost? How likely do you think it is that we're going to find a result in this case? I don't think it's lost, but I, I do think that should charges be brought against individuals, and I do think it was at least two people involved. This is not a one-person job. If charges are brought, uh, smart defense lawyers will be able to uh, raise so many other issues, problems with the investigation, other uh, what I would call red herrings, and it will make it difficult to prosecute this. Your second question, which is is a very important one, will there be uh, a resolution? I believe that police have uh, a theory, in fact, they've said they have a theory of the case and they have an idea of who who did it. Having an idea and proving is very, very different. And uh, I I have never said who I think it is that was involved. I I believe I have the same, I've reached the same conclusion as the police, 
uh, approving it is, uh, for me, and I think also for the police, uh, eludes them. They're currently seeking information in five countries. Uh, they won't say which countries. They're trying to, to show that uh, some benefit flowed to people in return for being involved in this. And a lot of red tape dealing with international jurisdictions, and, and that's, that's still on the go and has been for the last year. Kevin, you've obviously had a lot of success covering this case. As I mentioned, you wrote a book, a podcast, now a new docuseries, several articles, which also I can't fail to mention you are an investigative reporter for the Toronto Star, and that's where this really all started. Being so close to this case, how do you remain interested in it? Or is it something now that you can't separate from yourself because you're so close to it? Well, I do do work on other investigations, uh, but this this one is something that I I prioritized. I, I, today, I interviewed somebody that I'd never spoken to before, who who uh, was involved uh, with the family, and uh, you know, came forward to tell me some things. Uh, and what I'm finding now, because I have this mass of information, that I can ask more, I think, informed questions and. They tell me uh, X, and I can say yeah, but but I understand that that Y happened. So how do we how do we um, cor- cor- correlate the two of them? So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a true investigation, and I still find myself very engaged in it. How do you feel that it's affected you as a person and as a as an investigative re- reporter? Well, I, I mean, I think it's made me me better. I I, I like to say I, I uh, this has forced me to to learn uh, how to uh, act on behalf of the Toronto Star in court. I'm not a lawyer, but I've had some success in this case and in, in, in litigating, uh, trying to get information, getting information unsealed by the police. So, I, you know, a good uh, journalist like anybody in any job, you're you're always trying to pick up new tools of your of your trade. And, and uh, yeah, so I, but I but I also it's very important to me that I do work on other other stories, other cases because I, I don't want to just spend the rest of my my career uh, doing the story. But I'm going to do it until it's over. That's that's my commitment. So could there still be more then beyond the docu series and podcast, books, several articles, at least when it comes to this story? Oh yes, there will be. So there, there will be certainly this this fall and more stories in the in the Toronto Star, and and I expect we'll because the Toronto Star produces the the podcast that we'll we'll do more uh, episodes of that. But we'll do it when when we have. I, I don't want to just do filler content. Uh, I, I want it to be to be important work and uh, and to move the ball forward in this particular case. That that's my goal. Well, you have a a very large audience with an insatiable appetite for more content when it comes to this. And uh, I'll tell you, even though you may not want to go down the Reddit rabbit holes, uh, it's all praise for all of the incredible work that you've done uncovering so many layers to such an interesting case that uh, remains unsolved and hopefully it doesn't forever. Kevin, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Take care. That's Kevin Donovan, chief investigative reporter for the Toronto Star, uh, who covered the murders of Barry and Honey Sherman in 2017.